Hello, this is Abby Mickelson, and welcome to Playing It By Ear. Please don't stop the Hello and welcome back to Playing It By Ear, your one-stop shop for music news, reviews and interviews. I would like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Yagambi people, the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording, and pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Let's get right into it because there is a lot of news this week. A lot of it is very exciting Australian news, which I love. And just a reminder that for news as it breaks, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Playing It Podcast. So let's get into the news highlights of the week. Music from the home front is back again this year in Melbourne. It was the brainchild of the late Michael Gadinsky, so I love that they are continuing it again. Tickets are on sale now, but for those who can't make it, it will also be streamed on Channel 9 on Saturday the 24th of April. The lineup includes performances at the Sydney Mime Music Bowl, as well as some streamed on location, with performances from Amy Shark, Casey Chambers, The Rubens, Vance Joy, Ben Lee, Jimmy Barnes, Sam Fisher, Tina Arena, and so many more. And in more Australian music news is the Queensland Music Trails Festival slash Road Trip. This sounds amazing. It's celebrating all things Queensland Outback with some amazing music events all over this beautiful state. One that was announced this week that I'm going to try and make it to is Music for Stargazing with Kate Miller-Heidke and William Barton at the Charleville Cosmos Centre. It's inspired by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders' cultural knowledge of astronomy, embodied within the Dreamtime, and it just sounds fantastic. Apple TV has announced a new six-part docuseries, Watch the Sound, with Mark Ronson. Each episode will follow Mark Ronson as he uncovers the untold stories behind music creations, including conversations with Paul McCartney, Dave Grohl, Charlie XCX, and more. At the end of each episode, he will create and unveil a unique piece of original music using groundbreaking technology and techniques. And finally, some news which just broke this morning at the time of recording. Jagged Little Pill the Musical is coming to Australia in September. It's a jukebox musical with songs from Alanis Morissette, most of which are from Jagged Little Pill, obviously, but with some others sprinkled in there. Now, I was lucky enough to see this show off-Broadway in Boston a couple of years ago when I lived in the US, and it is brilliant. So definitely, if you're in Sydney or you can make it there, get along to see the show. And that is this week in music news. It is not only my birthplace and spiritual home, but it is also where a lot of brilliant music is coming out of. And Georgia Lyons is behind some of that amazing New Zealand sound. And she joins me now. Welcome to Playing It By Ear, Georgia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Well, you just released a new single this week, No One Knows. Can you tell me a bit about the creative process behind that? Uh, yeah, the song is obviously called No One Knows, which is a great song title. Um, and <laughs> it was a, um, a collab um, that was um, that was written, I want to say November, October, November last year, so coming out of our New Zealand lockdown. Um, and I wrote it with the writer slash producer um, Jason Sushkoff. Yeah, and so he's been amazing to work with and been working with him um, a little bit in the last um, few months, which I've loved working with him. But yeah, uh, No One Knows was 
was written, recorded November, I think, last year. And it's exciting to have it mm-hmm. finally out because I've hold, held on to it for such a long time. Yeah, and what about lyrically? What's this song about? Um, I mean, for me, I feel like every time I, I listen to it, the meaning morphs and changes slightly, which I love. Um, there's always little things yeah. that stand out to me, but when I, I guess, boil it down, the, the concept came from this almost like reflection and this conversation that was happening for me of um, this this idea of people pleasing. Like I've I've always been mm-hmm. terrible at just people pleasing and subconsciously, you know, I've never been like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Um, yeah. Just more a, a subconscious thing, um, you know, saying yes to things that I could, I don't have time to do, but I'll say yes anyway because I hate letting mm-hmm. people down. I'm or, the exact same. You know, it's it's the yeah. it's the worst. But yeah. you know, I will do anything to avoid disappointing you because um, I hate that feeling. I hate. I'll avoid it. It's my unbearable feeling, and so you know, there's elements to the song where it's um, it's about that. It's it's you know the opening line to the song, which is my favorite. It's like wrap myself in a cloak, like you're kind of hiding and sheltering from the noise, like the words and the chaos of you know everything that's happening in the world, and kind of you know no one knows me better than than you than then whoever it is that I'm having that conversation with. And sometimes I listen to that and I think like I'm talking to myself. It's that no one knows me better than than you. Um, and and tr- looking for and searching for the truth and what it is that I'm, I'm looking for in amongst all of that people pleasing. I'm at the end of my road of what they sold me. How long do And does that kind of idea of people pleasing and I guess wanting to do what others expect of you, does that translate into making music as well? Or do you feel like you're kind of in a creative place that you feel like you can make whatever you want to? I feel like when I first started, um, you know, and like when I left school and I was writing music and and trying to figure out what it looks like to even have a a music career, you know, I felt like I had this expectation on myself, like no one ever, I didn't feel like anyone ever had a verbal, this is what I expect of you and this is what you need to do. But I was so hard on myself and felt like, you know, I didn't want to get it wrong. I, I really wanted mm-hmm. to do it well and do it right. And I think for such a long time, that was my, I guess you could say like Achilles heel, if that's the right context to use that word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't release anything because... I was like, what if it's not the right song? What if it's, you know, not my sound? What if it's da-da-da-da-da? Um, and so there was this huge, like, expectation that I had for myself. And um, so I didn't really something for such a long time. It was, like, four years of songs that I just still have on my laptop, you know, of things yeah. that now I listen to and I'm like, man, that's stale and old. I couldn't release <laughs> it, you know? Um, yeah. But I... I mean, always in hindsight, I'm like, I should have just released music and not cared. But it definitely was yeah. all a part of growing up for me is realizing like, no one's expecting you to do anything. Do it because you love mm. it and enjoy the process. Um, 
don't do things out of obligation i'm saying that yeah i haven't learned that yet so like you said some of those songs were kind of four years old you recently celebrated one year since your ep was released which congratulations on that so how do you think you've changed musically in even just that one year since the ep i feel like i feel like i have this like not that it's been a drastic shift but Mm -hmm. um I feel like the sound and even lyrically like I've matured in in my writing like I, feel, I and I think I think a big part of that is I feel okay to be honest with the lyrics and be okay to be honest with you know the person that I'm collaborating with of what I think and about you know ideas or concepts or whatever we're kind of talking about um, and I feel like you know the depth of lyric for me it translates into these songs and so I mean in terms of the two and and the year between finishing you know releasing this EP into 2021 um all of my new stuff I feel really proud of and I think I've dug a little bit deeper Mm. into who is Georgia Lyons and in this you know in 2021 and and being okay to be honest and ask hard questions Mm. and wrestle with things and and put that into my song and not be worried about how people are going to interpret them and you know how would you kind of define your music because I think especially your previous single um made for loving and even this newer one to an extent even though it's a bit more subdued it kind of reminds me of like 80s disco pop kind of thing and I feel like that's a genre that's kind of coming back like when I think of uh people like Dua Lipa I feel like that's kind of becoming trendy again uh Dua Lipa's amazing oh my gosh yeah I feel like I mean you hit the nail on the head I feel like that's I feel like uh, you know depending on the song there's elements of 80s and 90s and there's for me I love like the soulful element of like chords and vocals and there's you know, Made for Loving's got that disco vibe to it. Somehow, if you merge all of those things together, I feel like that is what my music is sounding like. And, you know, different songs highlight and have more emphasis on one or the other or somehow merge together but um yeah little bits of everything yeah no it's cool I really like it it's a really good vibe so what do you kind of hope for your music I guess I see kind of New Zealand and Australia to an extent as well we're kind of in our own little like corner of the world and it can be kind of hard to break out of that. But I mean, there have been some obviously huge acts come from both Australia and New Zealand. So is that kind of where you would like to see yourself headed? What What are you kind of striving for? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I used to be really like goal driven. I am still really goal driven. Um, but I guess with like COVID and there's so much uncertainty and no guarantees of what anything could look like that my my goal for my music has kind of changed and I feel like it's in a good way um you know I I want to be doing this long term and so I'm like I I just would love to to do this in a way that I continue to enjoy it and love it and take all the big and little moments in and 
you know, I feel internally rested in the chaos. Like that feels like a really big thing for me of like, how can I make this like a sustainable and fun and continuously enjoyable mm. career choice? Um, and regardless of, you know, like how many people come to my shows and um, obviously love to be playing shows and the more people that can hear, the better. Like I, I love that. Mm. Um, but as to what that looks like, I feel like with, all of the uncertainty of the world I don't, I don't know what that's how that's gone on for yeah and you you've been releasing music for quite a long time now even though the EP was a year ago you've released singles and things before that is it hard to kind of sustain the motivation to continue creating music or is it just something that you enjoy so much that you see yourself doing for a long time I feel like it comes in ebbs and flows for mm-hmm. me like sometimes like I haven't been super creatively inspired in terms of writing lately um but I but it it's like a seasonal thing like when you have to write you have to write and so when you're in that frame of mind you know you're having these sessions and you're in that zone and 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 you're having to produce something but I remember saying like someone saying to me like before you even get into those sessions like what are you filling yourself creatively with um, so that you've mm-hmm. got stuff to draw from. And I remember that being like a real game changer mm-hmm. for me and thinking like there's no time to have like writer's block anymore. Like I used that excuse for such a long time. And, you know, I just have to choose to write. And some t- sometimes the songs are terrible and no one's ever going to hear them, but that's kind of okay. And, and yeah. I guess like to answer your question, like taking the pressure off myself for the song that I'm writing to be the the next best amazing song or the best song I'm ever going to write. Like that's such a huge expectation to put on myself and I'm never going to achieve that if that's the frame of mind that I'm writing with. And if you're always writing that way, yeah, like that's when it becomes like exhausting because you're striving for this thing that you may never reach. And so I guess for me, like love to be doing it long-term and just enjoying writing songs and being okay with some of them being weird and terrible and you know just allowing the terrible songs to come out and who knows I don't know yeah I really like that idea of kind of considering what you're surrounding yourself with creatively before you go into that process so what does inspire you creatively um like for me like I I read a lot of books I mean in the past I I would have been like yeah I read lots of books like I but the time or the like mental space wasn't there whereas now I'm like man I have to make time for that stuff um and saying that I am reading like five books at once which is so bad I'm like (laughs) half in this book and then I it's terrible and they're all about completely different things but you know sometimes I'm like I don't want to read about that today I'm gonna read something different but so books yeah. is a huge thing for me. Um, fashion, I love mm-hmm. fashion. Um, not that you can necessarily, I mean, sure, you can write a song about someone's cool outfit, but there's something <laughs> about, like, fashion for me that's super inspiring. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to fill things in order to make, like, I need to go and do this in order to make a song. Um, it's almost like you're going out and you're like I was saying like you're filling your creative tank and then you might find that oh when I went to that museum or I went to that art exhibition this one thing that I had written down on my phone or this thought you know is then brought up months later um so yeah art 
conversations with people like I find people fascinating and just their stories and how they got to where they are now and you know I make things up in my mind and my imagination and so I like often find like oh I wonder what that person you know what their life was like and so it's kind of a multitude of things really anything inspires me yeah <laughs> that's cool well who are some of your favorite New Zealand musical exports they don't have to be like the bit like I mean Lord comes to mind obviously um and she's amazing it can be her if you like but what are some other kind of New Zealand music that you're loving I mean Benny's like everybody knows who Benny is too Benny's amazing I love what she's doing um there is an artist from New Zealand called Merck, which I think he's actually doing an Australian album show maybe soon. Oh, cool. He just released an album, which I really love. Um, I think the songwriting and the stories that he's telling and the way he does it is amazing. Who else? I mean, I've always been a, a Kimbra fan. She's just so clever. Um, who else is in New Zealand? Everyone's from New Zealand. I know, you guys are killing it. It's always a hard question when someone asks you on the spot and then as soon as we finish this convo, I'll be like, oh, I should have said all of these people. <laughs> yeah. There's three yeah. for you. <laughs> no, that's good. That's perfect. I'll go and have a listen to Merck. That sounds interesting. Thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on to Playing It By Ear. I really, congratulations on the new single. I really genuinely love it and can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much. Awesome. That was Georgia Lyons there. Make sure to check out her music and in particular her new song, No One Knows. Well, speaking of new music, let's get into my top seven songs of the past seven days. First up is Alone at Parties by Tessa Thames. Now, I have to disclose she is a friend of mine, but that is not why I love this song so much. It's genuinely a really great song. Uh, You may have heard some of her other songs on Triple J, like Milk and 50K Carrot. This is a follow-up to those songs. I heard her play it live, geez, maybe a month or maybe two months ago now, and it was the highlight of her set for me. I've been waiting for her to release it ever since, and it's just a really fun song. Next up is Dover Beach by Baby Queen. Now, I had never heard of Baby Queen. I only came across this song because my friend Jess tweeted about it. So I did some research on her earlier this morning and she said in an interview that she was raised by Taylor Swift. So already on board, already approved. Um, She's released a bunch of singles, so I'm excited to go and listen to them because this song Dover Beach was just really fun. It felt really nostalgic like something you would listen to on a road trip or on a holiday it just gave me a really good vibe I really liked it Alanis Morissette released a new song this week, I Miss the Band, and this was a really nice stripped back song, just her and the piano. I am a huge Alanis Morissette fan. A lot of people don't know that about me because I'm just always talking about Taylor Swift, but Alanis Morissette is up there with my absolute favorites. The music video was really sweet. It featured kind of her band on tour and reminiscing about those memories. And her Australian shows are still scheduled for the end of the year, and I have a front row ticket, so I really hope those can still go ahead. But here is a bit of her new song, I Miss the Band. And there's not autumn 
Next up is You by Regard, Troy Sivan and Tate McRae. This is just such a fun song. I don't really have that much to say about it. It's just a lot of fun and I love everything Troy Sivan does. I cleaned my house to this song this morning and it made it a much more enjoyable experience. So I hope you enjoy it too. When I try to fall back, I fall back to you. When I talk to my friends, I talk about you. Amy Shark also released a new song this week and it's called Amy Shark. So it's Amy Shark by Amy Shark. It's from her new album, which is out in just a couple of weeks. And of all the songs that have been pre-released ahead of the album, I've got to say, I think this is probably my favorite. I really liked uh, Love Songs Ain't For Us with Keith Urban as well, but I think this one tops even that. It's so beautiful. It's quite sad. It's a bit. It's bittersweet. I don't know. I re- I just really liked the vulnerability of this song. To me, it's kind of about like abandonment or rejection from people. And then it ends with the lyric, "Please don't start now that I'm Amy Shark." So like she doesn't want these people to pretend to care about her now just because she's successful. I I really liked this side of her. As I said, it was very vulnerable, and I hope we hear more music like this from Amy Shark. I've sacrificed all my friends, birthdays, weddings, everything, and it's heartbreaking, but this is my dream. And I did it all without a phone call or a Christmas card. You have no heart. This is my way of saying, don't start, don't start now, I'm winning. And finally happy. Don't start now, I've done all the years of hard work. Don't start taking over and asking for favors. Please just don't start now that I'm Amy Shark. This Is Us by Southbound is another song released this week that I loved. I've never heard of these girls, but they're an all-girl band. They're Australian, so I really back them. I love country music. Loved the vibe of this song. I'm going to go back and listen to all of their other music because if it's anything like this, they've got a new fan in me. It was just really fun. And I saw while I was looking at their Apple Music profile that they actually have a song with Shannon Knoll and it doesn't really doesn't get much more Australian than that. I just need a And finally, Gone Are The Days by Kygo featuring James Gillespie. I really love Kygo. EDM music isn't typically a genre I lean towards, but I don't even know if you would describe him as EBM. It's not as intense, I guess. And what I really like is he's a songwriter as well, and lyrics are really important to me. So I find even though his music is kind of dance music, it still has a lot of meaning, which I really like. And this song is another example of that. And I'm not overly familiar with James Gillespie. The name sounds familiar, but his voice was really beautiful in this. So this was probably, of these seven, up there with my top one or two favourites. Oh, 
And that was my top seven songs of the past seven days, which brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate and review the podcast. Apparently that really helps. Who knows? I mean, I have a five-star rating so far. I've got out of only a couple of reviews. So please only rate it if you're going to rate it five stars. And also be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Playing It Podcast. And as always, I will be leaving you with my song of the week, which is Naya Rivera's version of Don't Rain On My Parade from Glee. I know some people love Glee, some people hate Glee. I'm in the love category. I'm currently in the middle of a big Glee rewatch. I'm on season five and I just loved this version. I loved Leah Michelle's version as well, obviously too. I think they're both great for different reasons, but this episode came up this week and I've been listening to it ever since. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with any friends. Please follow the Instagram. I really appreciate any support you can give me and I will be back next week. Bye. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring her out. Get ready for me, love, cause I'm a comer I simply gotta march my heart to drum a note